I'm Kevin Jones. And I'm Chris Moore. And we've started the homos on Haunted Hill so that we can throw a party. A horror film party. <laughs> It'll be quite amusing. There'll be madmen and chainsaws and ghosts and perhaps even a few murders. You're all invited. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, this was uh, apparently a comedy that we just watched. (laughs) And I was under the impression because someone, I'm not going to name names, (laughs) led me astray and had me believing that this was a light romp. Fun for the whole family. I just remembered I liked it a lot, and I still like it a lot, because <laughs> there's talking dogs and talking cats. I did, however, forget how fucking depressing it is by the end of the movie, but... <laughs> yeah, yes. like, I think I was expecting maybe, like, something like, I don't know, like, uh, Serial Mom or Heathers, because mm. I, I was like, oh, okay. fun talking gotcha. pets. It's like Dr. Doolittle meets Serial Mom, and it, it, it was... Mm. It was it was not. It was it had its own tone mm. that or no. tones. Yeah. I, yeah, there are a couple tones. I could have uh preempted that a little bit, definitely. Um but surprise. I am <laughs> very upset. I am happy song. Very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never speaking to you again after this episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, then we'll, we won't get to talk about the Oscars tonight that I'm not going to watch oh, because I don't give a shit oh, about. Oh, <laughs> no. We can't talk about the Oscars. Look, is anyone excited about the Oscars now? Like, I know nobody who gives two fucks. It's, who cares? It's like, sad. It's just... Even before the pandemic, I didn't really care. But, like, even no. like now, I'm just like, I just... I have no connection to most of these movies Same. or most of these people. Yeah. And I... It... It's like ever since the advent of the internet, like the Oscars have just been so irrelevant because it's like mm-hmm. you used to like go to the Oscars to like tell you like, okay, this is the good stuff. But now it's like we have the internet to tell us what the actual good stuff is. Right. I don't need to listen to some rich Hollywood people telling me like, you know, this is the this is the stuff you should be um, watching and acknowledging and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. And it's like when you think about all the movies that like have won best picture or best screenplay or whatever, like oh, most yeah. of them are kind of forgotten yeah. now. Like every now and then yeah. you have a genuine classic that that wins and most people can say it deserved to but a lot of them like you know crash who the fuck is watching crash no one's watching crash okay no one cares no one will ever watch crash no it's not happening okay it had its moment and we have moved on there's maybe like maximum like five i can think of from the past like 50 years Mm -hmm. that of best picture winners that i'm like oh that's a movie i actually love you know yeah. it's just very few it's yeah yeah it's just it's it's always uh, rubbed me the wrong way because i never feel like people win for their best work or their best performance it's it's always like well right. she gave six really great performances in the last year so we're gonna honor her really for all of those for this yeah. unmemorable performance in a really boring movie. And it's like, well, did she deserve to win for mm-hmm. this movie specifically? Like, why didn't you just give her the award yeah, for true. something that she actually deserved it for? You know, like, I don't get it. It's true. They become these weird, like, guilt awards mm-hmm. sometimes where it's like, 
because they yeah like you said they feel bad that they weren't they didn't acknowledge this person like earlier yeah or they're trying to make some like social statement about something so they award mm-hmm. a film that and then it's like okay yeah. I, I get it but you know, is it really the best film you know right it, it just it's a weird thing it, it it's like the I feel like there are two types of films that tend to win. It's like one is the very like feel good stuff that uh, I don't know everyone at least kind of likes, even though very few people actually love it. Mm-hmm. Or it's the kind of statement film that like we're going to pick this film because it's going to make a big statement and we're trying right. to show that we're you know inclusive and yada yada yada. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like okay, um, but are you? Yeah. <laughs> or are you just like putting on that facade? You know. I think it's also that they're they're trying so hard to pander to younger people who aren't going to watch the Oscars anyway. It's like, well, we're going to yeah. bring in this really cool young entertain entertainer, and that's going to get them in, and mm-hmm. we're going to make it shorter, and we're going to take away all these boring categories like costume design because who cares about that? And you know, it's like, but I mean, don't they deserve <laughs> the right to you know have their award and thank their mom and kindergarten teacher too? Yeah. You know, I don't get it. Yeah, it's an yeah. art form, and they don't understand it. It's like they're not catering to the actual. No demographics that will watch this which is like gay yeah, people true. and people like over 70 so it's like <laughs> yeah. like can you just <laughs> remember your target demo please like <laughs> gay people over 70 yes and just gay people over 70 yeah <laughs> or people that are o- over 70 on the inside like i like i feel yeah at times that i might be i don't yeah. know Oh man, it's just yeah, it's the, kinda... the Dorothy Spornax of the world. Yes, and, yeah. yes, I I just picture Dorothy on the couch, just like not now, Ma. I'm watching the Oscars. <laughs> like, Oscar. Oh, big night, pussy cat, huh? Just like oh, Ma. You know, in Saint Olaf, Tom <laughs> Hanks came through one time. <laughs> not that Tom Hanks. It was Tom Hanks, the butcher from down the street, <laughs> yeah. who was slaughtering a, a lamb. <laughs> Well, I once met a Tom Hanks in Georgia, and <laughs> the largest peck of wood. Blanche, please. <laughs> the Golden Girls. Watch the Oscars. <laughs> there we go. The Lost Episode. Picture. Sicily. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what else is new? Uh, the That's First Wife Club. Oh my God! Coming out on Blu-ray. Hello. We manifested Hello. it. It came into fruition. Did we? It will. I think we did. It'll probably yeah. have no interesting special features, but hey. Oh yeah. It's on there. I feel like we're in this phase now where like every studio is just trying to get out as much as possible, so that in a few years they can sell us the exact same thing on 4K. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're just they're just moving <sighs> it out so they can upgrade, and uh, I just I can't make they the did upgrade that with the... yet. I can't. They did that with The Craft recently, where, like, Mm -hmm. they released... Scream Factory did this really nice release of The Craft a few years ago, and now they're coming out with it on 4K, and all they did was slap the movie poster on it and say (laughs) it's a 4K release and has the exact same features as the the previous release, and I'm just like, come on. You know, I'm going to say something. I don't know if it's controversial or not, but we'll see. Um, Yeah. I don't like those, like, slip covers that they have with the new art. It never looks that good. It always makes me kind of go, ugh. Yeah. It's like they're so busy. It's like, let's cram every actor's face on this new art. I'm like, but it doesn't say anything about the movie. It's just like, here's all the actors. It's 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 like a more artistic version of like all those like Scream era posters. It's like, it's the same thing. It's just yeah. like drawn or pa- painted. 
I don't love them, but I also think it's really lazy when they just shove the movie poster on, like, the front of a box. It's like you did nothing. All you did was put the poster on it. What I don't if it's know. a good poster? You know, it's like like nightmare I on guess, El- but it's like i already have that Elm poster Street, on like bother you know it's like it's so good but then i already have like that poster on 50 other releases before that and it's like i would like something a little bit different. okay well you know, know what kevin i will hand draw you new <laughs> art for every movie that comes out that would be wonderful because <laughs> it would probably be better than the screen factory ones that they put out <laughs> you haven't seen my drawing so don't say anything yet it's pretty bad <laughs> <laughs> it's just like a little stick figure with literally that's what it's gonna be. <laughs> it's me your friend freddy i've got knives for fingers run nancy run and then like na 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 nancy's mom in the corner just like drinking from her booze bottle just like he's dead because mommy killed him yeah yeah, so I just don't know. Cover art's hard. So, it sometimes is. Sometimes it's 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 hard to get. It's it's they, like some of those Paramount Plus ones or Paramount Presents ones. Like <laughs> I really liked, and some of them just been like, "This is terrible." Like, how did you not come up with something better? Like the fucking ordinary, ordinary people, people one that's coming out is <laughs> it's so terrible. ugly. It's the ugliest thing I've ever seen. It in looks my life. like <laughs> it looks like a '90s TV thriller. Like it's just terrible. <laughs> It's like all it's really missing like, is like Re- Rebecca De Mornay in the background, like looking all sinister and stuff. Like that's all all it needs, and it's good yeah. to go for the 1992 yeah. multiplexes. But like the Fatal Attraction one looks really good, and mm-hmm. because they just pretty much did like a, ver- a version of the original poster kind of thing, like they yeah. put their own spin on kind of right. the original thing. Which um, I think that's usually the, yeah kind of the way to go. Like you don't yeah. do the exact same, but like you don't need like the art like big fancy art sometimes too and it's just you know yeah, finding that just... balance. something that honors the original and mm-hmm. doesn't look like you know yeah it's like totally different keep what like, worked and up update it make it a little fresh and you're good to go the the ghost one was pretty good too it was, yes again it looks pretty similar to the original mm-hmm. so it's it's yeah it's finding that balance anything else i don't oh, know no, uh, uh, courtney cox has coming back is coming back for Scream Six, I guess she's the first one. Wasn't she the first one to say she was going through the last one too? It might have been David, but I can't, it, remember. I can't remember either. Because that was that was a, a time long gone by, and I, I can't remember. Yes, I think it was only <laughs> two years ago, but twenty twenty or whatever it was. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah, it was like five years ago in pandemic time. <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember. I think uh, she might have been, and uh, yeah, I, I really don't know like what direction they're gonna go with this. I'm curious to see what yeah. happens. Um, this is, I yeah. think, the the quickest Scream sequel since Scream Two. Literally, I think it's right. like the same amount of time between films. So, and uh, Scream Two worked out quite well, but you, sometimes it's good to take a little uh, a, a little extra time to make sure you need to tell another story. But I don't right, know. it's hard because, like we said, it's like when we talked about the Scream movies, it's like uh, each one is sort of commenting on something, and it's like, what is this one? have to comment on if you're going to do it so fast like this like scream 2 was able to be a commentary on sequels mm-hmm. but like we've already done that so exactly. now what are we going to like talk about i mean maybe there could be like a cult had, of ghost yeah. faces or something like maybe the killers mm. from the last movie have other people that are like them that are trying to i don't know make their mark the ghost face cult yeah yes. why not um but don't bring back fucking Stu, yeah. okay? He had a TV on no. his head. 
Don't do it. Stop begging for that, people. I'm so sick Nobody of that. wants that. Nobody wants that. We already got his nephew or whatever, even mm. though he was killed off in like five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, spoiler alert if yeah. anyone hasn't seen Scream 5, but. <laughs> what I really want is the legacy of Debbie Salt to be ad- addressed. I think it would make sense since it's yeah. since this last one was kind of a reboot requel thing if the second one mm-hmm. was connected to the original second film and they were like so by the way not only is your dad bi- Billy but your grandmother is Debbie and she could see like visions mm-hmm. of Laurie Metcalf which would be amazing <laughs> that would be great it would be so good. <laughs> be good like I know she's just got signed signed on to do hacks season two but yeah. if she has some time you know they could just put her in front of a green screen just have her show up just paste her in there i'd be fine yeah. with that yeah, i have no idea what they're gonna do with that movie i don't we'll either even the title it's like you're gonna call it scream six <laughs> you're just gonna call it scream two um you're gonna call it what are you gonna call it i don't know we need a subtitle title at least you know yeah. scream new yeah. beginnings scream <laughs> god i hate this i hate the subtitles so much <laughs> The curse of but it's like, Billy Loomis. There's no other choice, but yeah. <laughs> the return yeah, of De- the return yeah. of Debbie Salt. Aha. Debbie. Okay. That'll pack the gaze in. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> the- <laughs> Opening weekend, y'all. They'll be packed out. I feel like we're the driving force behind this franchise, so you it's gotta yeah, true. throw us yeah. a bone every now and then. You really do. And I mean, it, and then in the sequel after that, if they could bring back Parker Posey in some way, I think we'd all be very happy. Yeah. Well, her twin, you yeah. know, is out there it's somewhere. It's possible. She's, she wants revenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica Jolie slash Jurgensen. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Jurgensen. Why not? Stern. There we go. That would be amazing. Yeah. And just have her follow yeah. Gail around again. That's all I asked for. It's not asking for much. It's really not. That's the news. I can't think of anything else that's... <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing really like particularly huge. big on the horror front. Um, Not really. No. Well, your movie just opened. That's a big. That's a big oh, news. Oh, it did. Uh, you, yeah. You had your premiere date. You, anyway, we had a big yes. old splashy big premiere. Opening. It was nice. It was wonderful. They were, they were screaming and laughing and clapping. It was lovely. I've never had a good. a movie that had that response. So I'm I'm starting to feel kind of good about it. I'm like, hey, there might be some life in this one. So it's uh April twenty second. Yeah. They're it's gonna be on uh. Amazon. So. Oh, I have to support Jeff Bezos, though. Uh, I mean, unfortunately, I yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you don't su- support him. You su- support me and other artists like me. There we go. I'm an artist. <laughs> I'm a very serious artist. Okay. What's a quick, like, two sentence uh, synopsis for everyone? Oh, um. Well, after the fisting gangbang. There's a. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> That's my next film. Um, this one. Um, you had me hooked. I was there. <laughs> they go to the Amityville house and they find. <laughs> oh God. Amityville. Amityville Gang fisting. Bang. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming soon. I'm sure. Literally coming soon. See what I did there. Um, no, it's a it's a film about these two siblings, and they have this sort of wicked stepfather who believes that they are sinners because the young girl is pregnant, and the uh, the son is gay, and so he decides to send them off to this camp where they're going to pray their sins away, and you know, things get a little spooky. I've heard it has a great 
villain. It does. Oh, she's going to scare y'all. She's going to scare you. If you thought Mar- Margaret White was something, just wait till you get a load of Mary <laughs> Esther. She's pretty spooky. Well, that is coming next month. I can't believe it's almost oh my God, April already. It's ridiculous. We have no idea what, what we're even covering in April, so we'll see. Yeah, I don't know what we're talking about next week, y'all. I'm sorry. We just we are like yeah. just playing it by ear. We are winging it, mm-hmm. flying by the seat of our mm-hmm. pants. That's what, I, I was trying to remember that expression. Yeah. I was like, seam of my pants. <laughs> Is it seam or seat? I or I don't know. <laughs> See, I don't, I don't. I don't know. I don't fly that much. These complicated expressions. I don't, yeah. <laughs> Haven't flown since I was a nun. Yeah. I, I can't. Uh. <laughs> I'm a flying nun. Sally Field. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel, I'm flying. I'm flying. Oh, oh, I'm flying the whole time. The whole time. <laughs> I can see the goddamn San Diego, Diego Zoo. Still. <laughs> My begonias. I just want like a Sally Field blimp that's just like flying. It just like has her catch phrases yeah. from from the movie. It's just <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? It'd be wonderful. Just spreading the gospel of Sally Field. Alrighty. So this movie came out 2014 slash 2015. One of those. Who knows what year it came out? Uh 2010s, not too many slashers in the mix it was a lot of like comedy slashers instead and most of them didn't even get theatrical releases yeah um stuff like tucker and dale versus evil and detention the final girls tragedy girls happy death day that one got a theatrical release mm-hmm. um you might be the killer freaky there, were, there was just a bunch of these um more comedic slashers that i don't know why it was like the slashers went underground for a while so uh but now they're back so it's like up up through Halloween 2018, there wasn't a whole lot going on slasher-wise. There were a couple in there, but nothing. It was a lot of, like, not real slashers. Like, like even your next, like, yeah, it has slasher tendencies, but it's almost more of a home invasion movie to me than mm-hmm. it is a slasher, you know? It's like right. it had elements of the slasher stuff. Yeah. Um, uh, what? The the town that dreaded sundown, that was more of a straight-up slasher. Yeah, but. yeah, that was slashery. Uh, this was directed by someone I can't pronounce, but I believe her name is Marjane Marjane Satrapi, uh, who is a graphic novelist, a cartoonist, an illustrator, a film director, and a children's book author. Mm. She does it all. Renaissance lady. Um, I think so. She also wrote and directed uh, Persepolis um, and Chicken with Plums. Chicken with Plums? cute little titles yes cute little movie See, i guess i've never seen it. it sounds cute you know like this film does too but knowing <laughs> her work in this i'm not so sure i think she's trying to pull the wool over <laughs> our eyes again with a cute title like chicken and plums i don't know about that she's very sneaky there'll be a song and dance number <laughs> while they're like dancing on corpses yeah. and <laughs> Probably. I don't know. Sing a happy song. Sing a happy song. <laughs> There's a conga line again. Like, what is happening? This was written by Michael R. Perry. Uh, not a lot of film credits. He did um, Paranormal Activity 2 with Christopher Landon, which, okay, whatever. Oh. Um, I didn't know those actually a bunch had a of script. TV credits. I know. Me too. Me neither. Wow. It was like, I thought you just kind of <laughs> stuck a camera in a room and <laughs> did whatever. They planned that? I didn't know. <laughs> 
And then he did a bunch of TV stuff, Erie, Indiana, Ooh. and uh, The Dead Zone, and um, some other stuff. Um, let's see. Before production on this, the script uh, was on the Blacklist's Best Unproduced Screenplays of 2009, which was a good year for horror, as, we, as we've said. Mm-hmm. Um, the film originally had Ben Stiller attached to Star. Oh. Which I can see that. This was brought up again in August 2012 when it was renounced. Renounced? Renounced. <laughs> announced I renounce you, that, voices. Uh, <laughs> I renounced. I renounce you. Be gone, demon. voices. <laughs> um, when they brought in Satrapi um, to direct, I believe that's her name. Hopefully, I'm saying her name right. Um, they weren't really sure what they were actually going to do with the voices at first apparently but then they heard ryan reynolds do a bunch of i don't know weird voices on his own and they were like hey you should play the dog and the cat and he was like okay i'll play the dog and the cat (laughs) um which like makes sense for the dog and the cat but like he hears the the women's voices regularly Mm -hmm. which is interesting but whatever um so i can understand why initially they were probably like let's get different voices for the dog and the cat because we had different voices for the women but whatever yeah. it was it was a chance for ryan reynolds to to be weird and ryan reynolds is weird so yeah he's cute but he's weird yeah <laughs> it's an irresistible um, combination what else about this uh it premiered at the sundance film festival um yada yada, yada. um released digitally by Lionsgate in 2015 um Critics generally positive here. Um, Brad Wheeler of the Globe said it was a think of this stylish, quirky, and quite grisly feature as a meeting of Psycho, Dexter, and Doctor Doolittle. Less Doctor Doolittle, like you said, <laughs> but <laughs> I can talk to the animals. Um, Richard Roper, a deeply warped, darkly funny, and thoroughly depraved horror comedy. Um, yada yada yada. It's like parts of it are that, but then parts of it are this sad story about this kid growing up and being abused yeah. and everything else. So it's like, ouch. It's a hard movie to put in a box. Yeah. Um, this was right before Ryan Reynolds really broke out with Deadpool, mm-hmm. and that's like the only thing he's done since. What else he done? He done like the proposal before this and oh, Amityville Horror. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I, yeah. I remember like Amityville yeah. was like a like a big deal because he was like t- taking off his shirt and stuff, and everyone was like, "Oh my god!" Because mm-hmm. I I think yeah. the first thing I remember seeing him in was Van Wilder, and that was what like two thousand one or two. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I don't know yeah. like how he went from that to like Amityville to the proposal to Deadpool. I mean, he's had a very interesting career. It, it, it has been interesting. He was originally cast um, for some Buffy trivia for folks. He was originally cast as Xander Harris on that show oh. um, and ended up not either not being able to do it or turn it down or something. So Nicholas Brendan um, uh, came in instead. But yeah, his career kind of odd. He has ups and downs and uh, yeah, you just never know where he's going to go. He's very quirky, quirky. He can play these really quirky roles very well. I think that's the thing is that, like, you know, when you just look at him, you're like, aha, leading man. But then, like, his personality is Mm -hmm. so sort of goofy and fun that it's like, you know, you're not going to cast him as, Mm -hmm. like, you know, like the the nice jock. You know, that's just not what he's going to be good at. Yeah. So it's like he's more of, like, a character actor 
who looks like a leading man. And people don't know what to do with that. Right. I agree. Yeah. They don't. Um, Nicholas Brendan is the same way, which I can understand why he was cast in that role because they have very similar personalities in that regard. Mm -hmm. Like they're both really hot and you see them and they're like, oh, like, you know, this is a leading man, like you said, but then they have this like really kind of quirky offbeat quality to them. You're like, oh, well, now that I know you, I can't see you as a leading (laughs) man. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) At least like a a traditional leading man. Yeah. It's just like, they're just not going to excel at that uh, stuff. And he did that Just Friends movie with Anna Faris, which oh, was a lot of fun, yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Oh, Anna Faris just, like, steals that whole movie. It won um, some award. The Canal, the Canal Nouveau, Nouveau Genre Award at the Lestrange Festival in Paris. There's too many French words here. That sounds fancy. <laughs> um, it sounds very fancy. It won the Golden um, Baguette. <laughs> yum yum ah uh, yada 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 that's that's about all from the production side of things there's not much out there so what is going on in said film well you got this dude his name is jerry yes and he works jerry. at a toilet factory um, which you know is something um it's got this great like 50s vibe like everything's really bright and pink lots of pink it pops yeah it's like i really like their uniforms a lot these like little pink jumpsuits they're kind of cute yeah like yeah i would just wear one just for fun 1950s yeah everything's perfect and charming and yeah and he lives above a bowling alley that Mm -hmm. also looks really like 50s-esque yeah yeah and uh and so he's he's kind of a lonely guy he's kind of kind of strange you know he doesn't really make friends easily he's kind of awkward and Mm-hmm. Um, and he is making a lot of progress at his jo- job. So they decide to let him help orchestrate this like picnic thing that they're going to have. And, um, and he's really into this British girl that works there named Fiona. Mm-hmm. And he kind of has like little like daydreams of, of, about her and stuff. And, um, and then he goes home to, like you said, this apartment that he has over a bowling alley and he has this cat and dog and he can communicate with them or so he thinks he hears them talking Mm -hmm. and uh his cat is kind of like this like scottish kind of rogue type just sort of um if if he if 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 he had a devil and an angel on his shoulders the cat would be the devil and the angel would be the dog because the dog's really sweet and su- supportive and um always mm-hmm. like t- trying to keep him up and pauses positive and stuff but the cat's just like an asshole mm-hmm. and um yeah. and he's also seen this um psychiatrist because apparently something happened in in his past and he had to be like mandated to go here and and she is played mm-hmm. by Jackie Weaver, you know, a big Australian Weaver, star. Yes, yes. And um mm-hmm. and he's got these pills that he's supposed to take that he does not take. And so then things start getting a little bit crazy because you know he's he um he decides to ask out Fiona. And F- Fiona's a little uncomfortable with the whole thing. And uh, she works in I think b- billing, right? I think and and um, yeah, and she also works with this girl named Lisa, who is played by Anna Kendrick, and she's mm-hmm. kind of 
into Jerry a bit. Like she sort of has this crush on him and thinks he's really cute, but Jerry's all about Fiona. She's a a, uh, similar character in A Simple Favor. Yeah. Like very awkward, like, you know, she gets the hots for someone, but like, she doesn't she's she's just you know kind of mousy and won't say anything mm-hmm. and you know it's you know yeah and like then he kind of invites himself to their like girls night at this karaoke bar and uh, like lisa's obviously kind of into t- him but he's just like all about fiona and then he all offers to drive mm-hmm. fiona back to her car that she left at work and he's like, hey, do you want to come to this Chinese restaurant w- with me on the weekend? And she's like, okay, sure, I guess so. And um, eventually um, she stands him up and he's at the restaurant all by himself. And it's very sad yeah, because he really w- wanted her to see this great show, which is this Asian guy doing an Elvis Presley impression. Which is apparently the hot <laughs> you don't see that ticket every in town, <laughs> and um, and so yeah, yeah, and so she doesn't show up, and he's really upset. So he's driving back home in the rain, and wouldn't you know it, when the girls have dropped off Fiona at at her car, it won't start. So she's out there in the rain, hoping for someone to help her. Her phone doesn't work, and as luck would have it, here comes Jerry in his car, and he's all like, "Oh hey, F- Fiona, hop on in." And so they're making small talk, and actually, they're kind of hitting it off a bit. Like, it's kind of like you're like, oh, this might be mm-hmm. pretty good. And she says, let's go to this sort of all-night, like, burger place. And they, they get to talk, talking, and they have some stuff in common and and uh, stuff like that. And then they're driving back home, and he's asking her, mm-hmm. like, all these qu- questions about, like, can you name, like, the four angels or something? <laughs> like... And then all of a sudden, red flags, yeah, red it's, flag. it's a little cre- creepy. And she's like, what the hell? And then yeah. bam, they hit a deer. And like yeah. he decides that he wants to put this animal out of its misery. So he pull, pulls out this big ass honey knife, which also red flag. Why would someone just randomly have that like mm-hmm. in his pocket and just like yeah. slits its throat? And she's like freaking out and there's like blood splattering on her and she runs out of the car and he chases her in the woods, and, and he's like, I'm not going to hurt you. I'm not going to hurt you. And he finally catches her, but unfortunately, he falls on top of her, and the knife goes into her. And he's like, oh, no. And so he's like, are you in pain? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay, I, I guess I should just put you out of your mi- misery, too. So he kills yeah. her. He, like, stabs yeah. her, like, t- 20 times. And then he's like, what am I going right. to do? And he goes home. And his pets, like, start to talk to him, like, what you need to do is, well, the dog is, is, is like, you need to call the cops because you're a good person and they're going to understand it was an accident. You know, even though, like, he did stab her, like, a thousand times, I would assume that wouldn't look like an accident. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, right. But the cat's like, are you an and idiot? The- like, just bring her here and slice her up and, like, hide the body and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I like what the, the cat's like. They're, they're going to rape you in prison. And yeah. the dog's like, nobody's going to rape nobody's you. Nobody's going to rape you, man. <laughs> Jerry, you're okay. <laughs> so, so far, kind of a charming romp. And 
So <laughs> then he goes out the next morning and finds the ba- body, and we we kind of see it through his eyes. So he sees her corpse as, yeah. as if it's like Snow White in the coffin, like she she. she She's all like right. bl- bloodless and well pre- preserved, and he wraps her up in this tarp and sticks her in his in his truck. And then, as he's yeah. going into work, um, the sheriff stops by and is like, "Oh, hey there, Jerry. What happened to your car?" And he's all like, "Oh, I, I hit hit a deer." And he's like, "Oh, well, that's too bad. You need to just uh, go and get that rip rip repaired and stuff." And he brings this corpse back to his house and slices it up with, like, a hacksaw and stuff. And and then he puts <laughs> all the parts in, like, these little tup- Tupperware containers. Tupperware. <laughs> like, and then he sticks her head in the freezer. And, uh, and so now you're kind of like, okay, this is just getting very bizarre. And then at some point the head starts talking to him as well. And you're like, it's what very the fuck? Evil Dead esque. Yeah, you're like, yeah. oh no, yeah. this is not going to end well. And she's all like, it's cool. I just, I really think I need someone to keep me company. And he's like, so you want me to go kill some, some, someone else? And she's like, yeah. How about Lisa? And he's like, oh no, I can't do this. <laughs> and, um, and then she, I think she persuades him to not, um. Uh, take his uh, no no, she persuades him to take his pills she's like you need to and he does and he goes to sleep and he wakes up and we finally see what his apartment looks like for real and Mm. we can see it's like dingy and disgusting we see the way her severed head looks now it's it's not the way that it looks in his fan fantasies and there's like body parts everywhere and blood splattered on like lampshades it's just disgusting and he's like i can't live like this i need to not take these these pills because when i take these pills everything becomes real and it's dull and boring so he flushes all the pills down the sink and then things start heating up because he starts to make a play for lisa and of course, Lisa is all too quick to say yes because she's got a crush on him. So they go off to a bar and have some drinks, and and um and then he takes her. Um, she wants to go back to her place, but he's like, let's let's make a little detour first. And they go to this sort of rundown cabin in the woods, and he's like, this is my ch- childhood home. And yeah, she's not disturbed by this at not all. Not at all. Like, she, 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 she's just like, oh, it's pretty. <laughs> like, uh, this is a creepy cabin yeah. at night, girl. <laughs> like, run. And as they go in, he's having like flashbacks to what happened to him in his childhood. His, his father was very abusive, and his mother also heard voices, but she thought they were angels, and that that was her way of coping with them. And and then, um, mm-hmm. at one point. She is like she's so depressed that she tries to kill herself and she can't complete the job and the like the the cops are coming after her. I'm not sure why the cops are there. I don't know if like she did something to make them come at after her or what, but she thinks it's like a dead end. So she gets him as a kid to finish the job and kill her with this like broken shard of glass and the cops come and they see him yeah. with the glass over her corpse. And obviously consider him to be a little mentally unwell. 
and this is where all this horrible stuff a started. Little, a little nutty, yeah. if you will. I guess you could say I'm a little nutty, as our Rebecca Gayhart would <laughs> say. Um, <laughs> and so it's like, and he's like breaking down and crying, and it's really fucking sad. And this is when like the film kind of takes a shift, and um, but Lisa kind of takes pity on him and still thinks he's he's hot, and so they go back to her place, and they spend the night together. And he wakes up and he's like, "I didn't expect this. Like this is great." And she's like, "Yeah, I guess we should go to work." And he's like, "Oh crap! I forgot to feed my dogs. I've got to go do that." And he gets back there and his his cat's like taking a shit on the couch and it's like this is what happens when you feed me and you don't and you just leave you know and um and so i like how the the, the cat likes watching um animal planet as, as like, they, like porn, hump, basically it's like it's like lions yeah. and tigers like humping each other and shit yeah. <laughs> it's like yes i'm about to explode like <laughs> and, um, and so then he's kind of talking about like how much he likes lisa and stuff and um, the cat's just like basically trying to say like you're gonna fuck this up, like you're a loser and stuff, and mm-hmm. and then um, I'm trying to think what happens next. Shit. Oh no. Oh, I've lost my place in this movie. What happens? I'm hearing the voices, um, and <laughs> so she decides she's gonna come over with some oh, like a cake, right? Yes, to his apartment. Oh, this does not end well, y'all. Yeah, because he doesn't want her in there because you know obviously it's a crime scene, and uh, and she kind of like mm-hmm. maneuvers her way in and sees the whole bloody spectacle, and she is ter- terrified. And she tries to leave and he's like, I I can explain it all. And there's like a big fight and she like runs into the bathroom and pulls off the towel handle and like hits him with it and stuff. And there's this this big fight. She like tries Mm -hmm. to pretend like she's maybe she overreacted and she's trying to calm him down and be like, it's cool. Like, let's just, you know, take this one step at a time and stuff. And then she makes a run for it. So there's like a big fight and he pushes her onto his his bed and her her neck like snaps on the uh the head the head the headboard and he's like oh great now she 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 she's she's dead too so he chops her up and sticks her head in the fr- fridge as well and her death scene is sad it's too it's really like, depressing ooh, what does she say like i i, I want to go home and yeah like it's just really it's sad. it's really like i think that's kind of where the film turns for me and i'm like oh this is just getting kind of nasty mm-hmm. and um and so then like he sticks her head in the fr- fr- fridge and by this point people at work are starting to get a little suspicious and they've pieced together that he um was accused of killing his mom as as a kid and stuff and they're like, you know, like, um, we haven't seen our co-workers in a while, and they were last seen with him, so maybe there's something going on there. And he goes to see his sh- shrink, and he's like, I'm in a really bad place. And she's like, it's it's fine. It's not like you've killed anybody. And he's like, well, <laughs> actually, like, there's a few people that are dead now because, because of me. And, um, and she's like, like, she's trying to... Um, sort of calm him down, but she gets her cell cell phone. I guess she's gonna call the police or something, or like maybe record the con the, the con the conversation. And he freaks out and like kidnaps her basically, and like tapes her mouth, 
And um, oh, and I think at this point he's already killed oh, one he... of the other workers. I think her name is yes, a- yes. Allison. She yes. she stops by Allison. And she gets decapitated yeah. too, and her head's in the freezer as well. So, <laughs> poor Allison. Yeah, she just yeah. want to have some fun at karaoke, and then this is what this is what 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 she gets. And so yeah, he um he kidnaps his psychiatrist and takes her to like a field, and just like has this weird set session with her, where she explains like I hear vo- voices too, like I hear voices that are trying to you know give me all this like self-doubt and stuff that i'm no good that i picked the wrong career and blah 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 and he's like so you can like not listen to your voices and she's like yeah and he's like oh my god i never knew like and stuff and then he takes her back to the apartment and um and by this point like some other people that work there have gone to his apartment and seen the crime the crime scene so 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 they've called the police and the police show up and the shrink is like on the couch and so he tries to escape and he goes through like this like vent in the bathroom and as he's climbing down he hits the gas and the gas starts starts to leak and the police come in and they have like all the uh like their own gas and stuff and and they get the shrink out, and then he's like crawling through this like tunnel, uh, like in the the bowling alley. And then there's like all these sparks from some from some wire, and it ignites the gas, and there's a big explosion. And he is just sort of like trapped there, and he's like, I could either just stay here and die, or I could get out. And so it's like the dog and the cat are like trying mm-hmm. to tell him did different things and he basically decides to just stay and die and then the film ends and there's like a jaunty musical number in heaven with jesus and all the dead the (laughs) dead folks and you're like how do i feel about this movie (laughs) i don't know (laughs) because it gets really dark and then it's like never mind we have a musical number for forget the darkness well it's so bizarre the whole movie is really through but I think it works if you watch it through his perspective. Mm-hmm. Like the whole first part of the movie is really kind of happy-go-lucky because that's how he's seeing the world. Right. But then as the movie goes along and he starts to take, uh, you know, uh, more responsibility for shit that's happening, mm-hmm. like it gets really fucking dark. Yeah. And then at the end, it's basically him like he's not quite dead yet, but it's this vision that he has, I assume, yeah. of him like, oh, I'm getting my just reward. And then it's like <laughs> blackout with him actually dying. Yeah. Like I assume that's what they're going for here. Right. Um. But I just like the fact that, like, it it at least tries to give, like, uh, I don't know. It, it's really hard to portray mental illness on film, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Um, and a lot of times when you, a lot of times when they do portray, like, serial killers, they're either just this, like, really bad person who just, you know, kills because whatever, mm-hmm. because that's just who they are. And this at least, like, tries to, like, provide some like you know some uh things that happened in his past and like the fact that he was on medication then he stopped taking the medication and um but it it is you know a lot of tonal shifts here and there and and um, i I just think ryan reynolds performance is so fantastic in this i think it's the best i've ever seen him and he really makes you care for this guy so much that i was really moved by him and i i think that's maybe what it was i was just really kind of pulling for him so much that 
Mm. I was just like, oh, God, like, I just want him to get out. Like, I I knew instinctively, like, this isn't going to end well. I mean, he's already killed one person, and then he just adds more and more. But it was just his his per, per, yeah. per, 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 performance is really beautiful, and he just makes him such a real person that I was I was just really – I was sad for him. <laughs> I wanted him to get out, you know. It's sad. Yeah, it's it's uh, poignant, you know. But like you said, it's like where could this go yeah. other than you know? I guess I guess he could have survived, and you could have just had him out there doing his thing. I mean, there've been a, a U is like that, right? Like U yeah. series. Um, it's like he he just keeps like surviving basically and <laughs> yeah. doing his thing. So I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It, but uh, it's it's yeah, it's 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 a tragedy here. You yeah. know, he grew up in a really shitty. Uh, household with an abusive stepfather mm-hmm. and a mom who was you know just a little you know little out there yeah. and uh it how it impacted his life throughout that and how he began to he had to sort of have these coping mechanisms to see the world as this sort of happy go lucky 50s everything's bright and colorful place mm-hmm. but then that, that starts to break down and then he gets the chance to like find someone who actually like cares about him and wants to be with him and but then she finds out all this other shit that he's done so you yeah. know she gets killed and yeah it's it's sad i mean it's a fucking tragedy yeah. it's like labeled as a dark comedy but it's really just this kind of it's sad really sad movie. yeah i was like oh <laughs> with a with a song and dance number at the yeah. end, like you said in the conga line at one point <laughs> yeah this this movie has an obsession with conga lines for some reason i think it's just like it's the yeah. the way they des- des- describe it is as if it's like the greatest pleasure on earth like they just fucking love their con conga lines man i don't know what it is <laughs> i've never been right. in a conga line maybe i would enjoy it i don't know yeah i don't think i have either it's huh it's going on my to-do list i guess it looks it sounds great kevin we have got to live more we really need we need to we really <laughs> should just get out there and conga ourselves into happiness my god we're stuck behind these microphones all the time we gotta go do some more conga this movie has taught me so much i need to conga more come on shake your body baby do that conga no i can't control myself any longer see i've danced to that song before but i, I not with a conga not with yeah. a, it was more with step ladders step ladder. and, they they, uh, they, they were very wet um you know and i mean who paints a step ladder before a dance number i mean really unbelievable <laughs> who who does that come on <laughs> you teach your shoes over them <laughs> iris you teach your shoes iris <laughs> you teach your shoes all comes back to drop always it does that's, that's it's, for just, sure. <laughs> it's just the best movie ever made i'm sorry y'all it's just it's just a fact yeah <laughs> um this does have like that kind of small town vibe with a lot of like clueless people mm-hmm. in it. Uh, they're all kind of self-involved. Even the sheriff has like no idea. Oh, like yeah. he talks to Jerry at one point and he's just like, okay, Jerry. Like, <laughs> like it's, I think that's another thing I like about the movie. It's clear that this guy has, um, uh, you know, mental illness mm-hmm. that he's working through, yeah. but people just ignore it because yeah. they're so like self-involved. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, like just, he makes all these weird little comments that are just so obviously someone who needs help and needs more, yeah. like, you know, assistance, even the therapist, like at one, mm-hmm. at one point she's like, are you hearing voices? And he's like, um, not really, but then she yeah. doesn't follow up on that. No. And then exactly. it's just like, just, it, it's just like, nobody is, nobody's helping this guy. And it really is. It's, it's, 
it's very sad. <laughs> so that is the voices, ostensibly. <laughs> it was it was just quite an experience I wasn't expecting, which I guess is a good thing. You know, I yeah. like to be surprised. Sure. It's hard, yeah, when you go in with, and I, I, I to, in your defense, I sold it in a way that it was not totally <laughs> accurate because I, as I was watching it, I was, well, even as I was watching it, I was like, oh, I remember this being like funnier than it is. And I like what it is, but mm-hmm. it's just not quite the dark comedy that it's advertising. Yeah. Like, I remember it being like a dark comedy with, some like character stuff mm-hmm. in it and it's more like this drama with like disguised as like a right. dark comedy type thing you know yeah. it's like um so that's that's interesting and uh all the the, the, the dog and cat stuff is pretty funny but, oh yeah like everything yeah. else is like very fa- fairly serious mm-hmm. and stuff so it's yeah i don't know i, I beautifully yeah, shot. i like it a lot so i that's why I, I i yes i it is very well shot for this period yes Especially for a direct-to-video movie, like it's it looks really good. I'm surprised it didn't get a theatrical release, but I guess again, Ryan Reynolds was not a household name at the time. If it, if, yeah. it's, if it's had come out like two years later, it probably would have got a theatrical release because oh God, yeah. Deadpool was so big and everything else. But yeah, but it is. Uh, I think it's it is one of those movies though that it's like would it have found an audience though? Because it is like the tone is oh kind of strange, and I think would have made like. I don't think it would have been successful. I think they pr- might have still tried, mm-hmm. but I don't think it would have made any money. Yeah. Um, just because Ryan Reynolds did become such a household name after um, Deadpool oh, God, came yeah, out, and, yeah. um, that became so big. But um, uh, yeah, you're right. It's a it's a, a tough one to. I, I believe the trailer still kind of sold it as like a, a horror comedy, like mm-hmm. a straight out horror comedy, which it's not really. I mean, mm-hmm. um, it's it's you know it, it's part psycho. It's also part like other things like people compared it to dexter De- it, dexter is kind of this vibe too um that show even has some like dark comedy moments in it too but uh i don't know yeah it's definitely its own thing um so yeah that is the voices the voices if you will the voices it won the golden baguette as we said the voices. it's a beautiful film <laughs> it did it's a beautiful movie <laughs> sing a happy song sing a ha- brian reynolds Pretty good singer at the end there. Actually. Yeah, I was assuming that was his actual voice. I was like, "Wow, okay." I would assume so. Yeah, that was like yeah, not yeah. not bad. <laughs> yeah, let's stick him in a musical. Sang more in things. Yeah, yeah, he might be good. I mean, they will give it to Russell Crowe, but not Ryan Reynolds. It's you know, I I don't not, get it. Yeah, <laughs> I don't understand the prestige factor. Yes, yes, yes. yeah. Uh, well, we don't have the overlook gems this month because Sorry. we almost did this as part of our camp series but then we watched it and realized <laughs> this is really sad <laughs> and not really all that campy actually <laughs> yeah i mean not really <laughs> so like yeah. why false advertise you know we're just gonna yeah um so yeah it's it's really just part of our regular series here yeah. which we're just doing whatever we feel like for the next you know month or two pretty so. much yeah it was just there it's go. willy-nilly yeah. for a while and you're gonna Willy- love it yeah yeah you're gonna love us oh yeah so uh we have no idea what we're covering in April, like we no. said. So if you have any suggestions that you really want to hear us <laughs> cover, you know, l- let us know. And don't be um, like, you guys should have... cover, like, Bloody Murder 2 or some shit. Like, I, we're not going to do that. Yeah. Or maybe we should. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. There is one movie I want to cover, but I can't say what it is. But it's... Oh, uh, you can't say. Uh, You'll have to tell me afterwards. I, I can't say. It needs to be a secret. I will have to tell you afterwards. We're going to have a secret, and y'all are going to know. 
we're also coming up on uh, uh, our two-year anniversary. Oh, my God. I think late April. So oh, good maybe Lord. we can do something fun for that. And then our one, what, yeah. A couple months after that, we'll eventually get to our 100th episode. And uh, we'll, we'll see. We're gonna have it's a, crazy. We're gonna have a crazy time. Cake and a party and all kinds of stuff. Might be fun to do a questions episode if people want to ask us questions, but we just have to make sure we actually get some questions that people want to <laughs> yeah. ask. You know, what do you want to know about us? <laughs> oh God, help us! Yeah, this, this should be to... fun. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be like ask us questions, and then we get like two people asking things. You know, because that's not enough to do an episode on. But, it's gonna be uh, like a Barbara Walters um, special, yeah. very in depth, and yeah. <laughs> We're just going to make each other cry. Be like, this what is... was your most traumatic moment in ch- 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 childhood? You know? Oh, God. Well, how much time? Yeah, do you have? that's 14 episodes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost in hot to tell therapy sessions. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Why not? It's our new niche. It's cheaper than therapy. Yes, it's our. Well. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be like one of those dear abby things or people write in like well in my childhood this happened what do you suggest i do i'm like well oh my god can we please start 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 to do that that would be so much fun <laughs> no because we'll get sued eventually because we'll give out bad advice <laughs> like, i think you you should leave him and, and he keeps the kids yeah. live your dream honey live your dream <laughs> That would be my start advice. that vacuum repair business you've been wanting to start for years. I <laughs> I endorse it. Can we please do that? <laughs> Maybe we just have to have like a disclaimer that's like we are not trained therapists. It, not and we are all. not telling you what to do. We are just giving our advice. <laughs> oh my god, dear homos on haunted hill. Sometimes my cat's mean to me. What do I do? <laughs> like uh, Mrs. Doubtfire at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. uh, well, pop it. <laughs> Whatever he says. What is it? <laughs> some, sometimes parents uh, fight and sometimes they break up. Sometimes they get back together and sometimes they don't. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, you, you can you can email us your questions and uh, maybe we'll answer them on air. Yeah, there we go. That, that's a fun idea. I, um, I, I like that. In the meantime, you can follow us mm-hmm. at uh, HOHH Podcast. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on, no, we are on Facebook. We are on Twitter at HOHH Podcast. We are on Instagram at Homos and Haunted Hill. That is all one word. We are on Letterboxd. We are on iTunes. Feel free to leave us a review there. Please be nice. We appreciate it. Like we said, uh, if you would like us to cover things, feel free to reach out. Doesn't mean we're going to do it, but we'll listen to you. True, true. <laughs> we'll consider what you have to say. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back on April, whatever Tuesday is, April 5th. That's crazy. No. Yes, I April 5th. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what we're going to cover, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna find so out. stay safe, you know. Mm-hmm. Please do. Because mm-hmm. we like mm-hmm. y'all. We we would like for you to keep all of your bones intact. We like you. you know. Yeah, you know, don't you know get into cars with nice guys, even if they seem nice. No. If they're strangers, you don't want to follow them to an abandoned cabin in the woods. No, you know. And don't you dare start chasing waterfalls. Don't do it. No, no. Oh my God, you, you will be canceled. Yes, don't you dare do immediately. it immediately. Problematic water, problematic waterfalls. You, you are die. not allowed to chase those falls. No. Nope, That's you right. Yes. 
That is correct. Don't even think about it. Not even once. No. Just say no. Chasing Nancy waterfalls, not even whatever. once. <laughs> not even once. This is your brain on waterfalls. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. We should bring back those ads. They were fun. They were fun. <laughs> they were so ridiculous. They, just, they, they planted a seed of dread that lasted for decades. It's terrific. Yeah. Scare the children. That's what we need more. Dread. Yeah, that's what we need. Existential dread. <laughs> Existential dread. Haven't got enough of that over the past no. few, few years. Things have been a little tame. Let's just let's bring it back. Yeah. <laughs> Mix it up a little bit. Why conga not? line. Yes. The existential, the, the dread conga line. I don't know. The dreadful conga line. Maybe that'll be the, the title. I don't know. Oh, that, that works for me. Uh, the the conga line of dread i like I that oh it's a working title all right i support it good okay well we'll be back next week sure will thanks for listening y'all all right thank you all right goodbye Bye, y'all. <laughs>